When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard to find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. With 60 plus options each week, you can choose from an ever changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com slash unique. Hey, it's Matt from the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur here. Thanks again for listening to the DTVC podcast. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly let you know that my new novel, A Girl and a Gun, is available on Amazon now, both on Kindle and paperback. It follows Justin, a successful writer, whose past as a scriptwriter for a fetish porn site comes back to haunt him and threatens to derail his career. As he's picking up the pieces, he gets an opportunity to make a movie called A Girl and a Gun with a rom-com star. Justin may have bitten off more than he can chew, though, because she's notoriously difficult to work with. If you're interested, you can find the link on our webpage, along with the link to my first novel, Chad and Accounting. If you have any questions, please reach out, and I thank you for the support. Now, on to the podcast. the direct-to-video connoisseur podcast as always this is matt here and i am joined by two guests who you know we, we tend to think of as collaborators who it's been a little while since you guys have been on but um yeah. welcome back ty and brett from come up its reviews hey we're back we're back <laughs> yeah oh yeah you're brett yeah you're ty <laughs> that's me <laughs> so we're back. voices in case they don't right. I, do we have similar voices maybe i don't know i don't think no. they do. No. I think the one thing for people to keep in mind is that if anybody's doing impressions, that's definitely Ty. So. Yeah, yeah, Ty's the impression yeah. guy. Yeah. He's the rich little of the family. I <laughs> can't do impressions. I've tried, you know, sometimes, you know, I can fake it, like, you know, uh, like Stallone or, oh, not, geez, I can't even do it. Uh, uh, Ty, do, do, can you do, do some What Stallone? would you like? You want Stallone? <laughs> that's Stallone speaker as Brett Barger, a great guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wow, that's, we're going deep. Huh? And then we got, what, who else would you like? What do you want, Dolph? Dolph? Dolph Lundgren. I'm back on the podcast with Matt Cusser. Uh, how about Owen C. Wilson? Oh, Owen Wow Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You want all of them? Okay. No, no. Well, what do you want next? You want Trump? I got all the Trump later over that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the, and the Dolph one, too, that's one I think we're going to create maybe as a rule that whenever we have somebody on to do unsung Dolph or to talk Dolph, they've got to do their best dolphin impression. Yeah, it's a great idea. I hope we can get that part three up and running soon. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Yeah. My Dolph is a little bit, I, I think your, your Dolph is great because it's like, it's oh, like, right. uh, like he, he's, he's, he, it, it's, it's kind of like that perfect kind of Dolph where he's like, kind of like the more, the, the more current Dolph where it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like, you know, he's, he's, 
he's almost like he, he doesn't have the energy to talk. Like he just wants to just yeah, get, get whatever he's doing over with. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's was great about those, uh, you know, command performance or something like right. that. It's like one liner. It's like, I guess the show's over. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> so, so what I always think about is Agent Red, where like they're they're flying into the footage from um, they're on a helicopter flying into the footage from Stormcatcher or Storm <laughs> is, is it Stormcatcher? Is that the name? Stormcatcher. Of the name? Yeah. yeah. So they're flying into that footage, and um, Dolph is about to like invade. He's about to be the bad guy. For, he's he's going to be what was the bad guy in Stormcatcher? He's invading this, and they're like, you know, like, hey, do you think you're going to be able to do this? He's like. Hell if I know, you know, <laughs> and it's like, they're like, what if, what if you don't get out? Don't wait for me, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, let's just well, you never know what footage people might be talking to in these BTV movies from the Right, exactly. I don't want like John Wayne, he's had like for a second. <laughs> yeah, it might be more, it could be more Wayne-ish, you're right. Like that could be yeah. more like, yeah, yeah, wait, my... I, I, I missed it. I think I had to run errands, but um, they were like doing like a, a, a marathon of mod on one of the retro channels. Um, and I guess like the Wait, neighbor, you know, Conrad McBain. Um, oh. Is that it? Is it, is it? is it Conrad McBain or Conrad I, Bain? I think, just, I think it's just Bain. Just Bain, yeah. yeah. Um, he, I guess, like, he, he was like a big staunch Republican on the show. I guess he was having John Wayne visit. They didn't believe him that John Wayne was visiting, but it actually was John Wayne. And I missed it, but I, I would have loved to have seen that, you know, like. Hey, Maud, with all your liberal highfalutin stuff, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to show you. That's good. <laughs> this is good. Um, I, I wish, you know, John Wayne was, like, younger now, because I could see him in the straight-to-video, you know, red box genre now. Like, yeah, he would have been great Wayne. that Chuck Connors kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Had a late career, you know, renaissance. If he, you know, was born a little later in time and maybe made it to, like, the direct-to-video era, he definitely, I I think would have been in these BTV movies, kind of like yeah. Lawrence Tierney and um, other actors of an older vintage. I do think John Wayne, almost positive, would have done that. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? And it'd be like, you know, I, I don't know, Dolph Lundgren and uh, who else would be in this movie? Oh, uh, Cuba, you know, like Luke Goss. And yeah, Luke Goss, Dolph Lundgren, and John Wayne. <laughs> and John Wayne, and he'd be in a sit-down role, and he'd be yeah. like, you know, the boss of the company, and he'd, yes. you know. And he's right. in a couple scenes, and he doesn't really do much, but he's there. He's there. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, it's John Wayne. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or like like Chuck Connors, just throw like some eight Navy admiral's outfit on him, yeah. you know, just like have Perfect. him. Have, right, yeah, Perfect. Like, oh, are we That's have what to... they did in that Fred Williamson movie. Right, right. Like secretive conversations on the waterfront, right? And he's just, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, wh- exactly. which one? There's sir? a park bench in front of the uh, Washington Monument. And yeah. Talking <laughs> about, you know, some conspiracy uh, in the government. <laughs> That's your conspiracy park bench. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. That could be like, like there's people on the bench and they're like, we have a conspiracy. Move, and move, like, move, these, move. Yeah, We have to talk conspiracy. So it's like, and then you have like a guy like dressed as an alien and he's talking to like a yeah, commander. You have to move out of the way. Yeah, I would love like regular that. park benches. Yeah, there's only one conspiracy park bench. Yeah, yeah that's the like, one they talk about the conspiracies. But like it's, there's like an old you know, guy, a like, lot of conspiracies. Right, yeah, like there's like an old guy like feeding pigeons, and and these two just show up and like you know kind of move them away. Like, come on, you gotta yeah. go. Come on, we have a conspiracy to talk about here. Oh, he's a DC local, like he knows. Yes. So he just like they he just shows them like a briefcase, and he goes, oh okay, and he gets yeah. them. It's like, <laughs> like I got it. And somebody has like a full name. The guy at the park bench feeding the birds. It's like Walter Smith. Like Walter Smith, we gotta get out of the way. It's like, yeah, maybe like some teenagers like making out, you know, and like, you know, you've got to get out of here, kids, you know. <laughs> what do you mean, old man? 
Yeah, at first they don't, but then what? the military guy just taps the briefcase, and then they yeah. get scared and run away. I was like, oh, okay, well, go to Lover's Lane, you two. It's like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the park bench conspiracy thing, it's because uh-huh. it, it, it's like, like, how do you not, like, like if I'm somebody who's in a park, now, of course, I the, the last thing I want to do is get myself embroiled in some kind of conspiracy, but... It's wow. going to look pretty conspicuous if, like, like for example, Chuck Connors, a six foot six man in a Navy admiral's costume, is sitting on a park bench talking to Fred Williamson. You know, I'm going to be like, what? What are these two talking? There's got to be something <laughs> big going on. Maybe I need to get away from this because I, you know, like the last thing you want to do is be like that guy, like the, you know, the, the Cary Grant North by Northwest guy who's embroiled in a controversy, you know, in a, in a conspiracy, and next thing you know, you're hanging off the Mount Rushmore at the end of the film. <laughs> Because you think that maybe the government would have that bent bugged or watched or something. Yeah, they know not. that someone is going to be a, a conversation <laughs> there. That would be a fantastic thing in a movie. Maybe, maybe we should save this for our next no subject. The idea yeah. of like the conspiracy bench that gets bugged. That and could be the title, conspiracy bench. Conspiracy, conspiracy bench. bench. Yeah. Right. It's like you know, hot John bench. Cusack. Oh, John Cusack. Oh, because he sits on a bench and must love dogs, right? Well, no, that seems you know it'd be like. I can just see it be a DTV movie with him and on the cover it's like a graphic of him running oh. forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then he'd be vaping and wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. it's like because that's what he does now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that would be perfect because he's trying to be inconspicuous. <laughs> just another guy vaping with a baseball cap. He's like yeah, that's a good point. He's a Cubs fan, right? So it'd be like a dirty old like Chicago Cubs hat and then like like the pea coat with the collar popped up and then okay. Yeah, the vaping and 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 I think uh, I think John Cross was talking about this like the Ramon shirt, right? That's like the Ramon's T-shirt because he's still like the cool hipster Gen X guy. Right, he's the say anything guy still. Right. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's kind of like a Chuck Connors with his Brooklyn Dodgers cap and jacket. Yeah, he's, I love when he wears the jacket. You know, it's like, okay, that's that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think if he actually played for them or not because I know I know he played for the Boston Celtics. I think he. I think he may have tried out for the Brooklyn Dodgers and like was in their system or something. Um, yeah, he, he was quite a big deal at that time. I, my, my wife and I watched The Rifleman because that's on on the. the sure. Don't make show. me say it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> make me do the thing. And I will do it. Rifleman. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, but before I don't need to cut you off, but we were just talking about how TV shows these days don't yes. say the name of the show. That's yeah. true. Like, yeah. Back in the old days, they would say, The Rifleman, or the yeah. show I just watched with Charles Bronson, Man with a Camera. You know, yeah. every episode, it starts with Man with a Camera, and, it's, yes. and an announcer says the name of the show. Right. They don't have that anymore. TV shows these days don't do that. No, Maverick. We were watching Maverick the other day. They were like, Maverick with James Garner. You know, and it's like, and I think, that, I think that show was, like, late 50s. I think, like, maybe the rifle was kind of the same, like, late 50s, early 60s. And I guess they, they must have thought, like, TV was such a new medium that, like, well, you know. Well, yeah, I think so, because it was really kind of a carryover from radio. So, like, yeah. you know, in radio, obviously, you have to say the name of the show because it's an audio medium. And they probably had that same mindset. Like, you have to say the name of the show. That, that's just my guess. Yeah. 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 It would be great if they did shows like that now. Like, like you know, like The Mandalorian, you know, if it was just like, you know, like John Favreau. Mandalorian. You know, like, right? Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. I can't do a John Favreau. Gina Carano. Right, exactly. Yes. Was starring Gina Carano. Yeah, was starring Gina Carano. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, on the mark. He's like 100 years old, but he's still doing it. Yeah. Kind of like John, John Pardo. Yeah. yeah, John Pardo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, I cut you off. No, no, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, but it would be it, 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 it's one of the interesting things when you when I watch some of these old shows where it's like some of the, the, the things that happen in the shows are just kind of like, OK, it's it's kind of 
whatever. But um, but other things you're like, wait, you know, why don't they just do some of this stuff like they used to? You know, like 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 you, like, you know, like like watching you know Maverick um, or The Rifleman. It's like this this show kind of just works. Um, it you know it's it's very like like The Rifleman was always a very simple show, and you know it's just Chuck Connors with his kid and. Somebody shows up in town and gives the town a hard time, and Chuck Connors has to sort them out somehow within, you know, a 20... I guess it was more than 23 minutes at that time because they didn't do as many commercials. But, you know, that idea, it's like... Nowadays, TV shows, it's like... It's got to be like, you know, what? Like, uh... uh like 18 uh, minutes for a sitcom now. That's like, that's about it. I don't yeah. even have to do anymore. Well, and there were so many episodes back then. Like, they took that plot of the Rifleman, and they did it like 600 times. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it wasn't like it was like a a 13-hour movie, right, where it was like, you know, like like whatever happened in this Rifleman episode didn't affect the other Rifleman right, episodes. Right. Well, yeah, I look at a lot of these shows, like the one I just watched, you know, I think you want to do some recently seen type stuff. I did watch a time, um, I did, uh, Dr. Death? Well, yeah, Dr. Death, we can talk about that, but I think more appropriate to the show is um, The Kill Point. Oh, he was watching The Kill Point, yeah. Yeah, so The Kill Point is like that. It's like a, was it, eight, ten episodes? Yeah, it's like eight episodes, yeah. It, but it's like an eight-hour movie. It's it's all yeah. one continuous thing. I, I, like a, I like a good, you know, arc like that, you know. It's more fun. It's, it's kind of amazing that they uh, were able to make that, like, a bank heist flash hostage situation eight hours. Like, yeah. you've seen that in a lot of 90-minute movies. They, they took that plot and... Really extended it, you know, it's John Leguizamo versus uh, Don Wahlberg. Yeah. And Grillo. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, it was a good yeah, cast. Was... So there's a lot of our favorite kind of B-movie actors in there. And, there, you know, there's some shooting and, um, you know, it's very relevant to this podcast and our podcast. Well, so. The thing about Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that it, it, as far as recently seen things, I think oh. that's a pretty good one. Yeah. No, I've just been watching Blind Spot. I've been watching many movies. Yeah. That was Blind Spot, the one with the, the woman who has all the tattoos. Yeah, she has all the tattoos. I'm finally yeah. getting around. To, oh, I just got to season three. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, my wife and I, we so we were watching Scrubs. So my wife is a huge Scrubs fan. Like our cat is named JD, and um, she was wanted to introduce me to the show. So we kind of just kind of went through it, and, and kind of like what you're talking about. Scrubs was kind of like a. a part serialized, part not serialized. Like, the episodes tended to kind of work within the 23-minute frame, but then there would be certain pieces that would go over different episodes. So it was like you could watch them out of order, but you, 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 you know, you, you, you kind of couldn't, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, what's going on with Turk and, and Carla having a baby? You know, like, oh, oh, they're still pregnant for this episode or something like that. Um, but, but, you know, when we finished it, we were trying to find something else to binge or to watch. And I was making dinner Wednesday night, and my wife's like, I just want to watch, like, a bad Halloween movie. Like, let me see what I can find. And she found this thing called The Dog Who Saved Halloween. Um, <laughs> it was like an ABC Family movie, which we didn't know it was ABC Family. We just thought it was on Tubi. We didn't know anything about it. But it had Joey Lawrence as the voice of the dog. Um, and then Mayim Bialik as the voice of another dog. And the basic premise of the movie was essentially ripping off the burbs. Um, so I remember that movie with Tom Hanks and, you sure. know, Corey Feldman. Um, they just rip off that plot, um, only there's talking animals who don't actually talk, right? They just talk to each other by, you know, you show them showing the dog's right. face and then being like, oh, that's Joey Lawrence talking for the dog to, you know, Mayan Bialik was the other dog. So it was kind of cool, too, from the Blossom standpoint that you had that. that <laughs> awesome. Oh, is that why? Because now Blossom's back, but in dog form? 
Yeah, well, no, because it's the only movie they did this in. Like, they never had um, Mayan Bialik back. And I think, actually, so we we discovered that the original voice for the dog was Mario Lopez. And so I guess that was good casting. Yeah, they should so, do that for the Save by the Bell. Is get Mario Lopez, Magma Gosselaar, <laughs> Berkeley, uh, you know, everyone that's coming back as dogs. You know, right. like, did the dog say, whoa? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, did the dog say, go, whoa, or no? No, no, that was the rough, problem. It was, or whatever the dog version of whoa is. Yeah, it was, it was everything else Lawrence-y except for the whoa. Like, maybe the whoa is 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 trademarked oh, by the Blossom. Yeah, maybe NBC by, owns the Blossom, license. The Blossom was there, you know. It's, it's yeah, fun. that's a good point. Yeah, but they might own the rights. Remember, like, Conan O'Brien, when he left NBC, like, he lost the rights to, like, some of his characters, like the, the big ear of corn guy and some of that stuff. Um, <laughs> or, like, what was it, uh, Otis K. Dribbles, or the dog that were, or, you know, or the bastard breeding bear, stuff like that. I think he, he lost the rights to those when he left NBC. Well, um, maybe, you know, the rights to Woe really right. go to Jenna Van Oy or Ten Wasp. Like, <laughs> just like he's me all four. You know? Wow, I'm impressed. You can name more cast members from Blossom. I have kind of a oh, funny Jenna Van Oy story. Uh, for when, um, when I was going to the University of Maine, they had the, the you know the U Maine radio station, and you could like just sign up and do radio shows there. And so my buddy would do a show, and I would I would like join him on the show. But I guess Jenna Van Oy had a sh- had a TV show after Blossom, like a sitcom that I, I don't think it really went anywhere. But she was on. I think she went to the U Maine campus to the radio, like did an appearance at the radio show to talk about her her show. So there's like an autographed picture of her. In the in the radio studio, like it was like this big deal that Jenna Van Oy had appeared. Um, she was the only celebrity that there was a picture of there. <laughs> I think it was pretty good. A movie, it was like a director video movie, and she's in it. And was it the one with Goslar as the evil rapist? Oh, 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 um, freshman fall. Some, freshman fall. Yeah, she's hanging around. She's in freshman fall. Okay, that might yeah. be what I'm thinking of. Because she's done other good work outside of Blossom. Because uh, like freshman fall is a winner. People should see that if they haven't. Um, yeah, I was trying to see. I, I, I don't know. We watched like the other dog movies, right? That's what you're mentioning. So, yeah, so we watched. Yes, yeah, so it was October, so you you're watching my Halloween <laughs> ones. So you're gonna watch all the other ones. So we watched the other ones. So 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 the deal is, it's like um, you know, Kevin James, right? How is I think his brother, his brother's name is like Gary Valentine, who looks just like him, or looks looks like a poor man's version of him. Um, okay. he, he plays the bumbling dad, and then Dean Kane plays this like bumbling oh. thief with a guy who looks like Big Pussy from The Sopranos. So they couldn't get right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like, for example, the Dean Kane scenes with the guy who looks like Big Pussy from Sopranos. It's a lot of the guy from that looks like Big Pussy from Sopranos doing goofy things, and Dean Kane doing the "Would you stop that?" or "Would you give me that?" Oh, you know that, that kind yeah, of routine. Yeah, okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, and and there's a lot of farting. Like the, that character farts a lot. The big guy farts a lot, so it's a lot of like, oh, big guy farting, you know, and um. Um, and he's got like the thick New York accent, so he's like, you know, I hate dogs. I get the dogs away from me. I don't oh, want that. Dogs. And wow, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so, so you watched numerous of these movies. And we, you said you got to one where you, you just couldn't take it anymore. Right. So we so we did the very first one was the the dog who saved Christmas. So so we watched the Halloween first, then this we discovered while watching the Halloween one that there's a, a series of them. And apparently, this first one, the dog who saved Christmas, we looked it up online. It was the most viewed cable movie of that year um it was on abc family which i think we kind of know from the dtv world that if there's anything that's like even marginally successful you get five movies out of it um <laughs> it's like and so that's what's happening here with these well, did you watch the dog who saved christmas vacation or did you yes know? we watched that one too so that was the second one so that one has casper van Dien in it um which 
Well, my wife got a kick out of the fact that um, Casper Van Dien has inter- uh, interacted with some of our social media posts. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, Same. So, yeah. And, and so oh, he was, he was in it. We can interrupt, but uh, oh, yeah. when you're finished, I have something to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. yeah. So then, then after that, it's the dog who saved the Christmas. Oh, so I think maybe the next one's the Halloween one. And then it's the dog who saved the Christmas holidays, which has Shelley Long and, and um, Stephen Gross in it. Um, but not and, Michael and Gross. Michael Gross. Yeah. What, who's, yeah. Stephen Keaton played by Michael Gross. That's what I'm Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> oh, that's, family that's, ties. Yeah. yeah, that's how I'm mixing them up there. But, um, yeah, so they're in it. And then the, the one we, we stopped on was the Easter one because the Easter one is hilarious because they, um, I think they like ABC Family or whoever was forcing them to get another one of these dog who saved the whatever out. So it doesn't have the poor man's Kevin James, you know, the Gary Valentine character in it. Um, the guy who played the wife was Elisa Donovan from Clueless. She's in it at the very beginning and she dropped the dog off at like a doggy daycare thing. Um, that's run by a girl who was on Seventh Heaven. And then, um, Dean Kane's character is kind of replaced by Patrick Muldoon. Um, and then Dean <laughs> Kane just sits like a, favorite people. I know, like, can this be the best series of all time? It's, all it's, it's, it's Dean it, and Muldoon. Yeah, it's like you, the one you mentioned has, doesn't that have Lance Hendrickson? The one who, yes, I just looked at. The Halloween up. one had Lance Hendrickson as the baddie, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as like the Burbs character, um, oh, but okay. of course it's all a big misunderstanding. And what he does is like um, the Gary Va- Valentine character, the goofy dad. He because they, they for some reason they just keep bumping into these crooks, the Dean Kane and um, wannabe big pussy guy. Um, they just run into them in every movie. And in this one, like they're on like a work release thing, and they just hire the, the Gary Valentine guy hires them to break into Lance Hendrickson's house to find out what's going on. And of course, wackiness ensues, right? Cause it's like a haunted house and it's like, you know, like, Oh, oh no, the big guy, what's he going to do? Oh, it's a, uh, you know, it's like kind of three stooges stuff with like the coat of, you know, the, the suit of armor attacking him and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So see, I, I see what they're doing here. Cause I was looking at the cast just now. So you get, yes. you know, the blossom team up mm-hmm. and then you get this dog who said Easter has, Beverly Mitchell, that's the one you're talking about. Right, yeah, right, Captain from Hicks Seven from Seven Heaven. So yeah, you get these, yeah. you, you get these like, uh, you know, yeah, reunions. Right, right. It's 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 interesting. They do it with a few of them. Like yeah, Shelley Long and 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 uh, Michael Gross. I guess they weren't on a show together, but it's like you know, eighty sitcom uh, rivals. You know, because they're surprised they didn't get Rattenberger. You know, that'd be like cheers. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like... maybe they tried and they couldn't. Yeah. Because that seems to be a lot of what's happening with these movies, too, is that they want somebody, but they can't get them, so they said Because, again, you know, the, the fact they go from Mario Lopez to Joey Lawrence, then back to Mario Lopez, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, which one of those two has to be available at, at some point when they're making these movies. So, you know, just which of the two is there for us to, to, to use in the movie? No, Brett, you were about to say something? Oh, I wanted to mention the Severin thing. That, oh, yes, go ahead. So... You know, in December, Severin, that great company, is releasing three uh, Bruno Mattai action movies. Oh, nice. And yeah, I think you're going to like this, that on one of them, they use a quote from you, and on the other, they use a quote from us. <laughs> so yeah. so is, I remember Strike Commando 2 is the one they use the quote from you. Is that, is it, is that the one, or no, do they have another one? there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, they use our quote on their upcoming Blu-ray of Cop King. Nice. Yeah. So, that's awesome. So everyone yeah, that's... go out and buy that. And then, Ty, what's the one where they use the DTV kind of circle? Oh, was it Born to Fight? Yeah, I think it might be. So yeah. I don't know if I reviewed that one. So Bruno or... Matai? Yeah. Or... I did um, Cruel Jaws by him. 
Because they definitely so, used your quote on. Definitely used your quote. So that's Let's pretty see. cool to use those. I well, know that we're we're making. What's that? <laughs> so yeah, I want to make sure I mention that so, so yeah. you and I guess the audience um, is aware of that. So everyone, go out and get these upcoming Bruno Matai things. I will. That is awesome. So Cop Game, I, I'm trying to think Cop Game, I think that was the one that I, I wanted to watch. It's, it's not, a, I think, I think it's I, hard to I find. yeah, yeah, I think it's I can find the track that one. Yeah. yeah, there's a cheap DVD that you might be able to find. I don't know if it's on any streaming services, but Video 7, which is the video store we used to go to, they had it. Yeah. Um, we That's how it. we watched it. It was a, I delivered the goods and yeah. <laughs> millions of spades. So it's like, <laughs> Yeah, that that was been a bit of a white whale for me. I've I've always yeah. wanted to catch it, and I just have not yeah, been able. To you're going to enjoy. Well, it. now you're going to be able to very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the cool things that the, these companies are putting these movies out. So you know, it, it does make it easier. So you know, I mean, obviously, it doesn't help in the situation with my wife and I were in because I don't know how much she would enjoy these movies, but um, definitely helps for me when I'm trying to find something to watch. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be readily available starting in December. Nice. So wait, which one was it that it wasn't um, hard, hard to fight? Yeah. Um, uh, what are the other two? Hold on, I can look this up. Oh, Double Target. It was Double Target. Target. Oh, Double Target. Was that okay? Yeah. I think I reviewed that one, haven't I? You did, yes. I did, okay. <laughs> so I think that, that's got to be the one then. Yeah, that's the one that With has Miles you. O'Keefe. Yes. So the upcoming Blu-ray of Double Target has your quote. Okay. That's pretty cool. And we... That's pretty nice of them. That means they obviously go and look at the review. Yeah. So it's like, but see, that's what's good about doing kind of niche stuff. Like, if they want to quote, they pretty much have to go to us. Right. Else, <laughs> no one else is talking about these movies. So, um, so that's it's, a good thing. So they're not listing my review of Double Target on IMDb. I wonder if I did review it or not. They took it's, it from somewhere. So I have to look up Miles it. O'Keefe and see, because that'll tell me. Um because I, I only have, I don't have miles of Keith on my side. I've got like maybe feet or, or inches of Keith. I need to get more. more of Wait, you say miles of Keith feet? Is yeah. that what people look yeah, up when they find? I think that's no. a distance joke. Right? Yeah. Uh, do, do you remember? Do you remember oh, well. when they were watching um, Ator? Oh, I did do Double Target. Yeah. So just suddenly it wasn't showing up on IMDb. That's yeah. Like I, yeah, I said it, this is pretty fantastic. Take everything of you think of with Bruno Matai directed non exploitation flick star yeah. Rep Brown only to replace Rep Brown with Miles O'Keefe. Yeah, um, I wonder if I made the Miles O'Keefe joke because I tend to make it in a lot of my reviews. Like, yeah, you know, I wanted Miles O'Keefe in this, but now I've only got you know um, feet O'Keefe or yeah, in- inches O'Keefe. Right. Well, they, uh, you'll you know, off the air you could check it out if you look I, up. If you go yeah, to it's website. no, it's definitely first there, paragraph. Right? Yeah, yeah, first yeah. paragraph right away. I'd say, um, you know, we our, our blog has um, you know, um, we're working on the point where we can say our blog has Miles O'Keefe, but at this point I'd say we have. We're still at feet O'Keefe or maybe yeah. yards O'Keefe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should we could talk about the Busey. our subject. Are you here to talk about Busey? Yeah. So no, so, we're not. Okay. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, as we've been kind of going through our our different lists of names and everything, that Busey came up, and and I think you know a Gary Busey list episode has kind of been overdue. But I think you know I think we, Ty and I were talking about this that. This list was probably trickier than we were expecting. Oh, it sure was. I had a lot of trouble saying this up, but then I realized, I mean, oh, wait, let me just go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's a DTV mainstay. You know, he's yeah. been in the DTV world for decades. 
Um, you'd think it would be easier, but from what I'm told, it's not. It's not that it was not easy, but then I, then I kind of just really did a, a better dive of his filmography. Oh, okay, I got five. Not yeah. a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah, and I was able to come up with a five too. And I, I, one of the things I was I was going through is I was looking through my my list of reviews on Busey films is um you know talking about the abusive scale, which um yeah. you know, is what I would use because the abusive scale, you know, I was using it in the early days of the site, and I still use it as a way because Busey's always a lot of times he's not in a movie for that much, and so it's like, well, how much Gary Busey do you get in a film when his name's on the cover? That's how I, I determine my my abusive scale. But one of the, the interesting things is I was trying to think of where the term abusive came up to describe, you know, Gary Busey movies. And I almost think that it, the, the, the term was originally coined for Jake Busey with one of my friends, um, which is just crazy. If you remember that time in the late 90s, early 2000s when he was in more stuff, like he had the, the Shasta McNasty TV show. Did you read my mind? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I want to say there were some movies that he did where he was just obnoxious, where my buddy was like, God, this is just so abusive or something like that because of the Jake <laughs> Busey. And, and then I just took the term and used it to deter, you know, describe how much Gary Busey was in a movie. But I, I almost think that was the genesis of the term. Makes sense. So I guess, yeah, go ahead. So, Matt, what's your number five? Yeah, or do you want to, do you want to start? Okay. Oh, you want really me to do five? Okay, I have number five is Hider in the House. Oh, ah, that's one I haven't seen before. Oh, it's really good, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you picked that. See, I thought you were going to stick strictly to more the ETV action type stuff, so I'm I'm glad you picked that. No, I did that because I thought, wait a second, let me start off with a really good one, then get to the silly. You know, it's like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, Hider in the House is a winner. Again, it's hard to find. It was was a movie I was looking for for a long time. And And I got it from Video 7. Yeah. And And, uh, uh, it was... It's... How do you describe it? It's kind of, yeah. I don't know if you call it a well, stalker movie. Well, it's a thriller. Well, the the, pic, the cover's scary. You know, yes. you're easy looking through Mimi Rogers' window. It's like, <laughs> right. it's a, you can't lock him out. He's already in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to talk about here, but he, Gary Busey is almost like a well-meaning vagrant who lives in their house, and weird things start to happen, but... Is he really the bad guy? It's what's really going on. Uh, but it, it's yeah, directed it's a, very well. It's a great movie. You would have gotten it off the video store shelf in the '90s, and it kind of delivers those goods. And I would recommend the movie. Because uh, yeah, I think you know, Hand the Rocks the Cradle was very popular at the same yeah. time for him. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, don't never talk to strangers. Uh, oh yeah. Sort yeah. of like these domestic. Thrillers. Yeah, tied up binds. Tied up binds. Yeah, that's another. Yeah. And, and a ton of DTV ones, and probably Lifetime movies. But this is definitely up there with the, with the best, I would say. Yeah, this so, looks fantastic. I mean, looking at the names in here, you've got um, Michael McKeon. Um, Carol King plays Tom's mother's voice. Um, so I don't even, Oh, it's also got a, a Jake Busey as a teenage Gary Busey. Yeah, it's a, it's a winner. I would definitely check it out when you can. Yeah. yeah that looks very abusive. Oh, it is. Well, it's not. It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. But this is really, like, when before he went really, really crazy. You know, yeah. There's that, that period where, you know, he was maybe always a bit eccentric, and then certain things happened, and he kind of, like, went crazy. This is before that, so I think he really kind of cares a bit more. Yeah. And actually, is as seen a couple times as almost like a viable love interest in the movie. Yeah, so, yeah like, there's what, some good surprises. He wasn't seen as some sort of, you know, out there, crazy man thing. It was it was right. more subdued. Right. Yeah. That's what, and then 
How about your number five, Matt? So my number five is Eye of the Tiger. Um, oh, so busy as the, the main action lead. Uh, in, in the review that I did of it, I kind of question, like, is it possible for a movie to be too abusive, right? Like, is there... Is, is the abusive scale maybe more like a, a kind of a thing where it's like, you know, like um, some of the settings on your TV where like zero is the best. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, you want to keep like a good equilibrium. And, you know, I, I still don't know for sure if, you know, but the movie, I think the fact that he was the star of it, that kind of, to me, made it really interesting in the in the Busey canon. Yeah, because a lot of times he was someone in the background. But he did get some starring roles. And I'm sure yeah. those are going to come up. But yeah, and that is yeah. one. and. That's another one that's a, that's kind of a standby on cable and in video stores. Yeah. I've seen it. I just have to rewatch it. I mean, I just haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Now, if I remember I don't correctly, think... the, the Survivor song is not in the movie. No, no, I don't think so. No. But they, but that song was so hot, and there's no <laughs> copyright on the phrase "Eye of the Tiger," so I guess they could no. say yeah. it was on people's <laughs> minds at, at the time, and they just kind of gave it that. But if you're going to that movie expecting the song. <laughs> I think you're going to be disappointed. Well, you right. have to watch what, Rocky IV? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, I don't want to give away for people who haven't seen it, but this film has maybe one of the greatest uh, scenes of, of, of cinematic irony that I, I can remember, um, and it involves uh, a stick of dynamite lubed up with Vaseline and shoved in a, a, a baddie biker's buttocks um, when Harry <laughs> Busey tried to get him to talk. Again, I don't want to go any further than that because I don't want to give the movie away for people who haven't seen it. But, um, yeah, it's for me, it was if that doesn't tantalize you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, well. exactly. I mean, I mean, it's essentially walking tall, only if you just get rid of Joe Don Baker and you put Gary Busey in it, which to me, I do think Gary Busey's an upgrade over Joe Don Baker. Yeah, so it's more like walking crazy. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> right exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's that? What, do, what do you have for number four? South Beach. Oh, nice. So this one didn't make yeah. my list, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure it could have. It, yeah. Because it has that funny line by Gabe. He's like, okay, and like, shut up, turn up head. Yeah, I think this is around the time when they kind of more let him loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was going crazier, and you almost couldn't rein him in, so they probably right. just figured, let's just let him say whatever wacky stuff comes out of his mouth, and we'll keep it. We'll keep it in the yeah. movie. Yeah. This has that feel. <laughs> yeah. so good about this one. This is a perfect movie. But like, oh, sorry, no, on. not by any means. But the, <laughs> the abusive factor is significant. Uh, yeah, I think what, a seven, maybe a six or seven on this one. Yeah. I mean, if, if Gary Busey angrily calls you a turnip head, I believe <laughs> that's that's worthy of attention right there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, this is one of those classic Williamson movies where the movie itself has a lot of flaws, but he just gets together such a great cast that yes. the cast elevates it beyond the flaws. That is very well said. That's exactly what happens here. It's absolutely perfect description. Yeah. And I mean, the names are just prodigious because it's like you've got I mean, Peter Fonda, Robert Forster, Vanity, you know, Sam Jones. I forgot that Sam Jones was in this. I was looking, looking at what I do. I forgot about Sam Jones. Well, isn't uh, Fred Williams' name like Mac Derringer? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. So it's yeah. not one of his classic characters. It's a right. different, you know. No, that's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great name. Yes. Was he because when did this come out? This was oh, came out in '93. I was going to say, yeah. I, no, he hadn't done a Dak movie yet, had he? In '93? I don't think so. No, I think the first so. one was the one with Rock Rock, wasn't it? Yeah. And then before <laughs> that, he had, had it was Jesse Crowder. Is that his? Yes, he had Jesse Crowder, and then he had. 
Dakota Smith. Right. Then, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he yeah, was so, right before Dak uh, was on yeah. Dak. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of ruled the later 90s, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. with Down and Dirty. Yeah. So, yeah. And the movie that's really hard to find, which is The Rage Within. Yeah. So it's like, that's on our rare movie list. That's a white yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see that. Just, just yeah. see, you know, Dak one more time, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's on YouTube. I don't care. It's, no. Just to see it. It's not available anywhere right now. I don't think so, no. No, no. Because I don't even know, like, look, because it's weird, right? Because it, it, it technically came out before On the Edge, which may or may not be coming up in this in this podcast. But yeah. um, but um, <laughs> The Rage Within, yeah, it's like um, there, there's some of these ones, there's just no proof that they were ever even released. But, um, I mean, I guess if they've got, there's got one user review and no critic reviews, which a lot of times that tells me if there's no... Um, Critic reviews that uh, yeah, I don't know. There's one person that says they watched it, but it, usually there's at least one critic review if a movie made it somehow. I'll keep an eye out. You know, again, yeah. I haven't checked in lately, so maybe yeah. I'll just take another. I'll take another look around. Well, there. we can yeah. sweep through our rare movie list and see if yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, see if it comes up. Here, someone's in trouble. Is that yeah. you? Or? <laughs> yeah, do you hear the, the sirens there? Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, sirens. Good old Philadelphia. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was talking to my nephew who uh, lives in Maine in kind of like a kind of a more rural area. You know, my, my brother and uh, sister-in-law and kids live their kids live there. Like probably like I don't know, forty-five minutes away from Portland. And so um, mm-hmm. I was talking with him on the phone, and the siren was going by, and he's like, "What's that? You know, what's what's that?" You know, and, like I got over here my. Because it was like a you know a FaceTime call, I could hear my mm-hmm. sister like telling him like, "Yep, your uncle Matt lives in the city." There's like you know, stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you want to run up the Philadelphia steps though? For uh, speaking of Stallone from earlier, did you want to? Can you do that? Are you close to the steps? Oh yeah, I, I've before. walked them. I haven't done. You the walk running, the steps. You haven't run up the steps. Yeah, one of the funny <laughs> things about it is um so so the you know the museum right it's kind of has like its you know kind of bougie museum sponsors and. Mm-hmm. There's a rocky statue, right, where he's got his arms lifted in the air. Yeah, sure. Very true. And they put it at the top of the steps, and I guess the bougie museum people didn't like that there as with the museum stuff. So now it's down below on the ground, and so um, it's – I'm surprised Stallone didn't get uh, in the middle of that. He's he's always tough on that stuff. Yeah, just to be a top of the step. But it makes sense that it's on the top. It makes sense that it'd be on the top because, you know, that symbolizes his achievement. You know, you made it to the top. Why would it be at the bottom? Cause the, the, yeah, because the, the, the people that, that run the museum didn't like, they thought it diminished, like, what the museum was going for. So so oh, it's I like it. on the ground. Size, a blue-collar dude, or Rocky yeah. the blue-collar dude. He has to be in the blue, so blue-collar on the bottom. Right, like, exactly, yeah. And so it, it, what makes it difficult then is it's like there's always this big long line of people trying to get pictures of it. So what I, I've done, I think I do have a picture of it somewhere, but like you, I kind of just, like, I've snuck over there and just sort of, you know, zoomed my camera in and just made sure I get all the, you know, nobody's head in the picture when I'm, I'm <laughs> sneaking it in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, getting up on the steps, you get a nice view of the city. So it, it is mm-hmm. good. But, yeah, the statue's not there. So they're two separate things. Um, I, I have yet to do the museum. Um, I, I think I think actually today, now that we're, we're, we're doing this um, this uh, this recording um, on the first Sunday of the month of October, I think, like, first Sunday of the month is pay what you want, which when I looked at the website, um it, yes, it's pay what you what you want, so you can just pay any number, you know. But they kind of suggest twenty bucks still, so it's like <laughs> if I go in there and give them five bucks, they're gonna look at me funny, I think. Um, so it's, it's like, sounds, yeah, it's funny. 
This sounds like the thing on The Simpsons, Do What You Feel Like Festival. There's another thing on The Simpsons where they go to a museum and they have a thing that says, pay what you feel or something. That's an episode. Yeah. what happens. Homer, like, gives some non-existent amount of money. I don't remember right now. That I don't remember. The Simpsons has a joke about that. Right, right. It's it's it, it's weird, like that they would put that. Like, why put that? You know, just say and, like because they're inviting people to pay less because they want people in the museum. So why right. would you glower at people? That's the thing I don't like. like right. Either don't have it or don't have the attitude. Right, and maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have the attitude. It's just you get the sense that you're going to get the attitude if they're telling you the yeah. suggested donation is twenty dollars. And I totally picture all the people who put the Rocky statue down below have all have monocles. Yes. And it's like every single one. And if they're yeah. sponsoring it with their big bucks, right, why right. should you have to pay it all? Shouldn't it be free? I mean, they're sponsoring right. it. So. Well, that's <laughs> true, too. That I, I, I definitely agree with that, too. I, 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 like I said, I haven't, I haven't made the trip there yet. I've been living here for eight years. And um, so, and, I mean, <laughs> even, there. yeah, it, like that, that area was used in Shazam. I don't know if you saw Shazam. No. Um, so he was he was like zapping things. With, he was like shooting lightning from his hands and singing the um the the Eye of the Tiger song to that to the tune of saying Eye you know the tiger. right exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah and um he ends up accidentally zapping the over um the uh the overpass that goes kind of up to some of the northern suburbs or northwestern suburbs and um I and the bus that falls down is the number nine bus and and I've taken that number nine bus up there sometimes hmm. there's um. Uh, a really good cheesesteak place. The, the, probably the best cheesesteak place in the city is this place called Del Sandro's in Rock, the Roxborough area. And um, yeah, the number nine bus takes you up there. He had to save the number nine bus. Now, is that the <laughs> same museum that's in is it Drustic Hill, Brian De Palma? Um, there's a famous museum. I, is that the I remember that museum? scene. Was that the, that's the same one? It could be. It might be. I don't want to say the wrong thing in case there's people like shouting at their... How dare that Brett guy see the wrong museum? It might be a different Philadelphia museum, though. um, But anyway, uh, I just off the top of your head, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. I was trying to see where. Oh yeah, no Philadelphia Museum of Art. Yeah, filming location. Yeah, it's listed. Good. I'm going to take that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we're not mad at you. We're not mad. Great people. You know, they're a different AIP, too, that, that produced the movie. It was the um, – remember there was a, 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 an AIP before the AIP that we know? Oh, sure. Yeah. It yeah. Was yeah. American International Pictures. Right. So they, they produced um, this that uh, Dress to Kill. Oh. Yeah. So, so. I forget. Now, your number well, – did you do number four? I no. So I haven't gotten to my number four yet. So I think my number four is going to be a bit of a shocker. Um, okay. I'm ready. My number four is Warriors. Uh, with oh, that is a shocker. That is a shocker. So I'm here's shocked. Why? Here's why I picked Warriors. I'll, I'll kind of give the, the explanation. Sure. The movie itself isn't good, right? No. But, but it's we're, got a high so level. Far. <laughs> yeah, it's got a high level of Busey and Pare in it, and I loved seeing them together in the movie so much. I was like, I could watch 90 minutes of them running errands, and and maybe 90 minutes of them running errands would be a better movie than Warriors. But that's that's why I you know, I enjoyed the movie. Pretty- you know what? You make I, okay, a pretty good point. I get your reasoning, but yeah. just just playing devil's advocate here. Yes. <laughs> if, if you get Paré and Busey, isn't it incumbent upon yes. the filmmakers to give them better material? Yes, I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, as as we've been talking about it, I'm wondering if maybe I should have replaced this with um a, another movie that um you is going to be I like. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I, on yeah. the other hand, yeah. this is like um what's that? Is it called Killing? 
season, the one with Travolta and De Niro. Oh, Kill Season Travolta and De Niro. Yeah. 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 Same thing. You think, okay, we got Travolta, we got De Niro. Okay, yeah. and they're they're like wiping that's their face it. together. Okay, that's it. That's it. No, <laughs> you have to do something better yeah. with these people. Exactly. Uh, if that movie, Killing Season, came out in 1995, it yeah. would be huge. It would be, be like the oh, biggest yeah. release of the, of the yeah. 90s. Of it. But, you know, and 2000. dudes are, are DTV. Yeah. That's just, and the movie's not great. It had such good potential, too. Such really. good potential. Same thing with Warriors. I think, Todd, when yeah. we watch Warriors, I think yeah. you were hyped up for, like. I was, oh, it's going to be good. It's going yeah, yeah. to be good. I, mean, I remember buying it. I experience with Paré and BC, maybe we yeah. should have checked our expectations a bit. But we said, okay, here's the one. This is the one. This is the it. The box has a giant Busey and Paré faces. They <laughs> just can't lose. Yeah. And unfortunately, they did. Yeah. But we might I talk see. about this more on our uh, – oh, this is going to be a crossover episode. This is a crossover yeah. episode, exactly. Right. Because you know, on our show, we're going to be doing my Paré episode. Yeah. yeah. And so Paré for the course. Like a, Paré for the course. So <laughs> – uh, tune into that on our show. So think of yeah. this as like a Flintstones meet the Jetsons kind of trip <laughs> where uh, we're crossing over our well, podcast. So, so I had the perfect point, you know, to do that. Yeah. So, so, the, so the Jetsons went back in time to see the Flintstones. I, I, I don't remember the plot. I, I, I think I last saw it when I was like back when I was oh, yes. seven yeah. years old. But I believe there's a bit of back and forth. I think Jetsons went back and uh, Flintstones went forward. I think got a bit of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Bonnie. I'm gonna the impressions just keep on. Well, I don't usually have to do my Fred Flintstone. It's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the the thing about Hanna Barbera, I think, for people <laughs> in the modern, the modern like, because like you know we were talking about how TV shows right in the past how like they they were completely different from what they are now. Yeah. I think understanding how Hanna Barbera made things for the modern TV watcher who's like just so invested and they care about like the canon and the character developments and all of these things. I, I remember because um, um, maybe Kaylin was putting out a, a, a new version of Scooby-Doo that's based on Velma. And I right. guess it was, she was going to be, you know, Southeast Asian descent and maybe even a lesbian. And people were like freaking out about it. And they're like, well, where in the canon does it say that? And it's like Hanna-Barbera had no canon. Um, Hanna-Barbera could just as easily have had Velma be from Indiana or be from the planet Velmistan, where she was coming from to Earth to help solve the, the mystery gang solve mysteries. Um, and I think Jetsons meet Flintstones, I think, is kind of embodies that. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, they don't get tired of that kind of thing. Canon. Like, okay, it's just a show or a or movie. It's like, oh, it's kids, not canon. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, think that, I think the people that are obsessed with canon wore out their welcome when they declare that the Ewok movies are not Star Wars canon. Yeah, see, that's the wrong... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, okay, I, I'm done. I'm, just, I'm done. I'm done. I can't take this anymore. If Wilford Brimley so uh, isn't part of the Star Wars universe, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. You know, he's an honorary <laughs> Jedi. See ya. Okay? Like, I forgot. Exactly. So, uh, is, they, I they that is that movie on, uh, on Disney Plus? Oh, I didn't well, think no, it might not. I, I, there might not be, because they don't consider it canon. Yeah, I didn't even think because you can't search right because um yeah I I saw somebody posted this really funny thing on Twitter recently where um they were showing how cause, um Disney you know the Disney Corporation owns the Predator and okay. so they were saying how Disney owns the rights to the Predator and the Ewoks like that's the movie that they need to make which would be the most amazing thing ever wouldn't it like Ewoks having to fight the Predator and it's done in a very serious manner with Wolverine yeah. right like, like, we're the most serious you can make it. Stuff. You know, like Prey, which is a movie I watched. Which I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't. I'm meaning to. 
it, yeah. it's definitely worth watching. As yeah. I have a couple little, almost insignificant quibbles with it, but overall, it's really good and, and worth watching. Um, but you know, because the the predator can go to different planets, right? He could easily go to Endor, yeah. and then they would have to use their uh, resources to fight him. I, I mean, I could see that. I mean, I mean exactly. isn't that just as plausible as him coming to Earth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be perfect. And, and, and so it is saying that it is on Disney Plus, but I think, I, don't I think, that. you know, it, <laughs> going, just landing there and just like the predators, like dealing with all those traps and stuff like that, that like Han Solo, you know, like, like, can you imagine the predator on like the big stick with his arm, you know, his hands and feet tied to it? And he's like, they're carrying him to like the, um, the, the main Ewok. I mean, that would be hilarious. And he's like thrashing around with his dreadlocks and stuff. Right. And it shows that the Ewoks have, well, resources. I mean, like if a teenage girl in like 1653 can fight the Predator, surely Ewoks could. Well, yes. that's, a, that's an amazing segue or just kind of connection because Predator 2 has our buddy, Gary Busey. Yes. So he could, and, <laughs> and Dan Glover. If I was going to make my own list of Busey, that would be on it. So, I think Predator 2 is really yeah. underrated and really good. Predator 2 is one of my honorable yeah. mentions, and I oh, do okay. have kind of a funny story about my, my buddy and I coming up with a um, – a Predator versus Batman movie um, that we just came up with. Maybe I'll, I don't know if I should save it for um, when we talk Predator Two. I don't know. If, I don't know if Predator Two made either. Uh, Predator Two's not on my list. Okay. It's a PVB. Um, yeah, it, it should have been my um, my number four. Now that I think about it, maybe I, I really yeah. reached with Warriors, but um, because I, I love Gary Busey and Predator Two because he's just like you know he sees our heat, you know, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's good. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, but we we had this idea because do you remember um, uh, there was a, a Batman action figure series that was like historical Batman, um, like one was like Batman. a knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like I think one was like a knight in medieval times. One was a cowboy. It was, and um, we were talking about the idea that like okay, there's this line of Batman, you know, that historically that go through time, and so we were talking about one being like a rich guy who hung out with Teddy Roosevelt doing Teddy Roosevelt's administration, and um, the idea is that. Teddy Roosevelt on a hunting trip encounters a predator and this Batman fights him. So then in the future, a cybernetic Gary Busey looking through the National Archives finds this mention of a predator. And of course, you know, predators are hard to, to spot, right? They just show, show up whenever they want to. So to have a historical record of a predator, you know, this is perfect for this cybernetic Gary Busey to go back in time and, 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 and sort of, you know, capture this predator so they can study it. And so it's kind of like this three-way fight thing. We never got beyond just the us drunk talking about the movie phase. Um, I can see it. It's as good ideas as any other. You talk about these, these, these multiverses that are not or maybe canon. Right. You can get the Predator multiverse, right? You right. get Schwarzenegger, Busey. I know he maybe passed away. Yeah. Danny Glover. Um, who else? Adrian Brody. Just get everyone yeah. from all these Predator movies. Well, they'll actually maybe either. The, the teenage girl from yeah. Prey. Yeah. Perfect. You get all of them in one movie. Everyone loves multiverses. Right. With, unfortunately, you don't have Wilford Brimley to play Teddy Roosevelt, but, you know, no. we can find somebody who could be Teddy Roosevelt enough, I think. Oh, uh, maybe Tom Berenger or Val Kilmer. Because yeah. don't, yeah. don't they usually play Hal Holbrook or whatever? I mean, just, I like, they play Hal Holbrook. Yeah. <laughs> that That's perfect. Well, I was thinking Bo Bridges. I think those would be better than that. Oh, Bo so. Bridges is a good casting, actually. Yeah. Uh, John Goodman? No, John, John Goodman. Goodman. Oh, he would be a perfect Teddy Roosevelt with a good mustache. Oh, that'd be great. You know, it was, Bo Bird is a very underrated actor. He was very good in Max Payne. Do you remember yeah. that? Brad, you watched that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, nice role in that. Yeah. But was she going to remember? The Wild Pair. <laughs> the Wild Pair. <laughs> yeah, I, they should have made a, another series out of that, you know, Wild Pair 2, Wild Pair 3. Yeah. 
get Joe Pesci somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, just to put a button on this, I think I agree that the only canon that's worthwhile involves Golan and Globus. Yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yes. That's the ultimate button. Yes. <laughs> All right. So moving on, what's, where are we here with our piece? We're at so number I, three. Yeah, ties at number three. And my number three is it's a mainstream, but it's point break. Nice. Okay, so that's yeah. my number one. So Oh I re- yeah. oh, oh okay, so number one's not a certain movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so I have a feeling maybe we switched our, our one and three, because I'll be talking about number three in a second, but we'll 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 discuss yeah. point break right now. Well, how can you how can I mm-hmm. love it? It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a classic for the ages. Everyone knows it loves point break. what can we possibly add? Uh, you can't. It's, it's pure no. entertainment. Yeah. This well, I'm be- waiting for you to say on that. What? Oh, it's 100% pure entertainment. No, no. Well, I'm waiting oh. for you to say a certain line from the, from Point Break. Oh, well, my favorite line. Maybe yes. when you talk about that. Uh, yeah, back off, War Child. Seriously. Anytime I do a movie that has Vincent Clint in it, I have to put that line in. Back off, War Child. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's the seriously that makes it really <laughs> makes it perfect. And that's before people were saying seriously all the time like they do right. today. Right. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, right. this was way before that. This was 1990. People weren't saying seriously as much back then. Yeah. When I can no. tell. All the time. They say it on every show. Every ad, every show you can think of is like, seriously? It's like, well, this guy is coming after you. Seriously? <laughs> it's definitely become a cliche, but maybe yeah. it's because of Point Break, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. I, they were there at the outset. It, Another point break thing, I had to be out in San Francisco for a work thing recently, and um, it was this, this company called Salesforce that's like this big company that does like, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard sales. of Salesforce. Yeah. So so they have this big party thing called Dreamforce, and the performing, uh, the, the band performing was, was uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I didn't even realize as I was watching it, because I, 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 I kind of cut out a little bit early because I was going to see a, a Oakland A's baseball game. Oh, they got the Peppers to be there? It's pretty they good. did, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize I was watching – you know, a connection to Point Break, one of my favorite movies, um, you know, that I was, I kind of, for some reason, I, I, I slipped that part. You know, I, I did you remember. You might say you shot yourself in the foot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 The yeah. funny thing is I did, when I saw Flea up there, I thought, you know, the uh, Bust a Move video with the uh, the stuffed animal pants, um, yeah. the, the, you know, from the, 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 the animal crane uh, toy thing. Um yeah, so I, I recognized that, but I didn't think Point Break, which is crazy. I guess if Tom Sizemore had been performing, I would have tied it all together. <laughs> Does he perform? Does he perform? Well, I mean, you have a fair chance of getting Keanu and like Dog Star. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not talking about like a band. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Sizemore thing, so um, in the early 2000s, when I, was, I was you know in my apartment watching Point Break. Uh, it was kind of one of those deals. It was kind of like a lazy Saturday deal where I, I wasn't really doing much. And I saw that scene where Sizemore pours the beer on his cereal, and I had a, some Budweiser in the fridge. I was like, why don't I just try that? And it was the most disgusting thing ever. I was like, why did I do that? Like, you know, it's yeah, just like. He did it. No, that's the thing. It's, 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 you can say it's one of those life experiences. I did it. You know, yes. Well, I was. tried to, you know, yeah. <laughs> I tried to cut pizza with scissors like Cobra, but it was all messy afterwards. Right. Well, it has does, to be cold. Does it be cold? Does that be colder? Is that no, I did yeah. a hot pizza. Yeah. By, by oh, after. see, there's your problem. See, yeah, I should have He probably had that pizza in his fridge for like weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just working too hard, trying to make a living, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. I used to still load like in that scene, you know, the guy wants him to cut the piece like, hey, go, 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 go,
No. Like, what was that in Stallone? Uh, and so, so was like, it can't be a hot pizza. It's got to be a cold okay. pizza. What do you mean, why you want me to cut a, a hot pizza? I got to cut a cold pizza. <laughs> you have to translate from Stallone to English. You know, really? Oh, you said Rosetta Stallone. I think. Rosetta oh. Stallone. You said that, Brett. That was a good one. That's I like, did. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. I don't remember saying that, but sure, I'll take that. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Point Break would probably be on a lot of lists for the people that are in the movie, right? Like, you know, Keanu lists. Point. Swayze mm-hmm. list, Catherine Bigelow list, uh, Sizemore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Because I think oh, we got that. Beefs with that completely yeah. unnecessary and irrelevant se- or, uh, remake. remake. Yeah. Is that they didn't use the rat song. Can you just play the rat song? Nobody rides for free. And as I know, I already said this a bunch of times, Ray, but you know, probably Ebert wants Point Break the original and rocked out to it at the end of the credits. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. popcorn was all over the place. <laughs> popcorn was in his white hair. It was, it was great. Like, his hair was like disheveled because he was headbanging. <laughs> he said they too hard to rock the rock song. In a movie theater, probably with no one else around. He's just yeah. him yeah. doing it. Yeah, because everyone left. Everyone leaves after the credits. But it's like, wait, right. this is rat, he said. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he's he's saying under the guise of, I'm the critic and I have to watch the whole thing, but the real point. reason was he yeah. wasn't. <laughs> right. like, yeah, I need to know who the best boy Grip is. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's like, sing, nobody rides for free. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, gotta well, pay to play. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, when you think back, you know, it was 1990, you're yeah. watching Point Break in the theater, Rat is blasting out of the speakers. Yeah. I mean, it, it, does life get any better? Like, no, life sucks not. now compared to that. We don't, any, we don't have anything like that anymore. No, no, no we, do, we don't. We really don't. It's like oh. you kick back and you just watch Point Break. You go, I am an FBI agent. It's like, oh, this yeah, is it's one of the great. many movies where Keanu Reeves shouts his job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He does in numerous movies. I am a Matrix. But it's like, he doesn't say that. But well, like, in, uh, in The Devil's Advocate, he says, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. I win. Don't, don't all right. I, they're all the impressions. Like, Kevin, there it all. Let's do a bit that down. That's all I'll do. So, yeah. So, I mean, we can't forget that that's a Keanu Reeves shouting his, his job title. Then there's that kind of, there's that scene where they're playing football on the beach. That's like a better version of that infamous scene in Top Gun where they're playing football. Yes. Yeah, without the song, right? Without the um, the Kitty Loggins music. Right. I, think, I, I don't think, know if there is a song. I think it's just that. It, no, it's just like I, I probably really, like. I don't like, want to rewatch Point Break. I mean, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, I watch it every couple of years because it's just it's nice. so. It, it, oh, yeah. it's a fine wine. I mean, it gets yeah. better with age. Yeah. And you, you know, you talk about the remake. I mean, technically, oh. the remake was Fast and the Furious, right? That was the remake of Point Break. And <laughs> so you saw it. You saw that remake? No, I didn't no, see no, the no, joke. No, no, I, I didn't oh, see the I, I, He means the original Point Break or original Fast Furious with you know, Paul Walker. Oh, I thought you meant the remake of. Point break. Point break. Right, no, yeah. no, well, I was saying, like, I didn't bother watching that remake of Point Break because, you know, I felt like that first Fast and the Furious movie was a remake of Point Break. And um, and I remember the movie had, had kind of died out so soon after, you know, it was kind of, you know, big in the early 90s, and it had kind of fallen off so much that I remember when I was in college, you know, there were some freshmen that were watching Point Break, and I was like, oh, this movie's Point, or they're watching, I'm sorry, they're watching Fast and Furious, and I was like, this movie's ripping off Point Break. And they're like, what's Point Break? What's and, point? Oh, oh, I can't oh, even listen to yeah. that. I'm cringing. And, and and that's the thing too is that I think Point Break is because I think because Catherine Bigelow made it, it's not the broy movie that it feels like it is on the surface. It's almost kind of more like these characters are more flawed. They're more, um, I mean, Bodie. Uh, yeah, you know, the, he, he's kind of A full of it. More to it. 
Yeah. It, 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 and it's like almost like Fast and the Furious. It was like they kind of made it the bro movie that people thought Point Break was to kind of just sort of almost write that wrong. So it's like, like big tuned out cars and guys punching each other and drinking Coronas and, uh, yeah. you know, big tattoos and, you know, like Vin Diesel, you know, like and live my life a quarter mile at a time, you know, that kind of thing. No, you don't. Actually, he's like 65 years old on a skateboard in Triple X3, whatever it is. So just like 65, he's like, he was like Hans Molman as Bart Simpson. It was just, that's what it was. Well, so that good. good points made by both of you. But I do want to ask, um, it doesn't exist anymore, but have you been to the Point Break themed restaurant in New York City? No, I didn't even know it was there. No, they, they're... See, it's gone. That's kind of the ultimate point is that yeah. how many movies get their own restaurant? Yeah. Um, and in New York City, where the rent is not cheap, yeah. they must have had it, uh, at least for a while, enough to sustain it. But it was called Point Break NYC. Yeah. Um, there's I wonder if Keanu, you know, went there for, you know, <laughs> for some steak fries and like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, there's there's a Twitter know, account that, 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 does, that did exist. So it was a, it was all themed around Point Break. There's Point Break pictures and maybe memorabilia on the wall, and um, yeah. So there, sadly, it doesn't exist anymore. But um, it did. But we'll go to your number three. Yeah. Right. One quick thing I wanted to mention too. Oh, go ahead. Point Break is yeah, um, go ahead. there's a there's a Twitter account called No Point Break. Um, I don't know if you've heard <laughs> no, of it. Uh, okay. No. What it no is? Point is um, I don't know if it's a bot. I don't know how it works, but the 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 the, the the, the Twitter account posts the picture from uh, um, Point Break like every like five or six hours or so, um, just a screen grab of the movie. Okay. And, and some of them are fantastic. Some of them I'll, I'll retweet because they're just like really you know this really great stuff. Um, you know some you know, the really like memorable parts of the movie. Sometimes it's just like okay that's just another piece in Point Break and I'll just give it a like or something. But um, yeah, for people that are Point Break fans, that's something maybe to check out. It's called it's literally called No Point Break. I will right. I will look that up. Yeah. Um, so, so my number three, uh, this is where I think we might have been uh, switching. My number yeah. three is Under Siege. Oh, no, that's not on my list at all. Oh, it's not on your list at all. Okay. No. No. Oh, all right. Okay, this will be interesting when we get to your number one. So, yeah, yeah Under Siege, I think um, I, I, the, the, the tandem of him and Tommy Lee Jones, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen Point uh, Under Siege. I was called a Point Break, but... Um, well, yeah. Point Siege. Yeah. Point Siege. But it was, it was, it was like... Under Siege was one of those movies, I think, where, you know, again, it was a diehard ripoff, but it was one of those movies that was iconic more for the villains than it was for the heroes, at least for, for me. Um, it was almost like that. that about Casey Ryback. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, but I know exactly what you're saying, because they have a lot more pizzazz. Yeah, especially Busey in it. Yeah, Busey. yeah. <laughs> It was just a lot of fun, Busey, and so I was like, okay, you know, I, again, I, I think this didn't make my Seagal list, right? I think my Seagal list were essentially like his first four movies, and then The Foreigner was one I, I liked. Right. Um, but this is sort of the point, I think, where, where, where Seagal does start to fade a little bit, right? This is where he, um, I think in, what, five, five years he's doing direct-to-video movie with The Patriot? Um, yeah, that's not, that's a pretty short window. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if we... Uh, the Seagal free for all, as we called it, where, yeah. so, where we just kind of, you know, did all Seagal, no, no rules, no limits. I think yeah, yeah. this kind of came up where it, you knew it was the beginning of the end because it was a two-word. Well, yeah. it could have been under the siege. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if they only called it under the siege, that'd be good. 
Which is, you know, appropriate to like the Little Mermaid. They could have had a song and. Uh, like, uh, oh, you get the crowd saying, I'm not a siege. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he puts out a lot of movies in between then and The Patriot, which comes out in 98. I mean, he's got, but they're all kind of the same movie, right? Fire Down Below, Glimmerman. Um, of course, he does The Under Seat, he has a sequel to this, um, you know, and then he it does uh, On Deadly Ground. And I think that was a point where almost like the, the wave was cresting for, for Seagal. Um, and Under Siege, it's Let's funny do more because. nautical themes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. But it, it's funny because it, it, it shouldn't have been like Under Siege was such a big movie for him. And I mean, it was right after he did all his, his big ones that we really like. Um, but it, it wasn't. It was almost like he was believing his own hype or something. I don't know what it was, but. I, I rewatched it last year. I mean, it held up a little bit better than yeah. I remembered. But I enjoy it well, because what you see as what Commander Krill. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's a great, great name. name. <laughs> I love the name Commander Krill. Yeah. That sounds like a street shark. Yeah, yeah. Is it? It's like. <laughs> what sort of friend checks to be a picture of street sharks in the complete yeah. uh, series on DVD? <laughs> well, you know, Gary Busey could be a street shark with his interesting teeth. You yeah. know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> we have a movie called Steel Sharks. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a boring sub. Movie right, right it's, uh, exactly. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose it's under the siege, which is a <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> under the siege. I'm calling it that from now on. Under the siege. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't realize Under Siege was the first one that that was. Um, and I guess maybe you don't count Executive Decision because he's only in it for a minute. But it's it's like the first one, and it's actually kind of the only one um, until The Patriot, right, where he goes into just the two word titles. And if you um, notice. They immediately went back to three words after this. Yeah. As I went, uh oh, yeah. this mm-hmm. shouldn't oh. have done that. No, mm-hmm. I do on deadly ground immediately. Fire what is this? Yeah, fire below. Yeah, and the, the Glimmerman. Yeah, you got the Glimmerman Glimmer is somewhat of a return to form. I think yeah, the Glimmerman was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Even her fire down below was pretty good. You don't. Yeah. And well, under siege two is under siege two, but it's just. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they were good, I think, from an action movie. Yeah, you know, have, I agree. Have I agree. Fun with them standpoint, yeah. but I think. The market was starting to sort of get. I don't. I don't know. There's there's something about under siege that's an interesting one from a, a cigar because it's like fun for us. Like we we enjoy it and we we kind of felt like this thing was going to go on forever. Um, and I mean, it gets. But was it is it exit wounds is the one he does with um, um yeah, DMX. Or no, DMX right? And it's that's yeah. kind of like a, a, a bounce back for him. Um, and then he just never gets it again after that. Um, I mean that because that was his last to go to the theater. Right. For, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I, or maybe it was Half Past Dead, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, they um, tried with Half Past Dead to recapture the magic yeah. from Excellence, and it, just, it yeah. just didn't work. I didn't see it yet. I mean, I'm it's surprised. Just, <laughs> I thought you'd seen that one. I, you know, I want, I think we put it in our bucket, Brett. Yeah. So, yeah. It, the problem is with, when, when you're replacing DMX with Ja Rule, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> the problem that the 90s, you know, the 2000s had with hip hop anyway, right? Is that we were replacing, these big names with not so, you know, and Ja Rule was definitely one of those ones that's like, you know, you're... I mean, like, what's next is he's going to be in a movie with, you know, Chingy. You right, know? exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, Silk the Shocker. Yin right, Yang Twins. Know. Oh, that, that's funny. Yin Yang Twins. That'd be great. Right, yeah. yeah. They should have, you know, all these rappers, like, that kind of had DTV careers, like Mystical and Sea Murder and all that. Why not the Yin Yang Twins? <laughs> Right, right. It's, 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 they had a higher profile than them, and there was no limit artists like Silk Shocker. Yeah, yeah. What, what did I forgot I, about um, about Half Past Dead is it has uh, Stephen J. Cannell in it. So um, yeah. gonna, does yeah. he tear a piece of paper and throw it over his shoulder? <laughs> no, I know. I don't remember. Well, punching Jarrell. 
That's probably why I don't remember him because he doesn't do that. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize him. If he, I can't remember if he has to do it with a piece of paper. Okay, he did I don't a great job it. doing that. That's great acting. Yeah. Like, well, he should have done that on, on Renegade. A good yeah. paper idea because it had to float the right way and it goes Stephen J. Canell Productions. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's funny watching the A-Team because the A-Team's on the, the, one of the retro TV channels. So that's on like 6 o'clock at night. So I'll watch that. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because it's a younger Stephen J. Canell throwing the paper. Um, and, and so he's, he's got a little bit more, you know, flair when he does it, I think, in those, in those ones. <clears throat> he never did it for Rockford Files. I don't think those were Stephen J. Cannell productions. Um, I think he just created that character. Well, if you're talking about James Garner, which you just were with Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll go to right. my number two. Yeah. Which is The Rage. The oh, okay. Yeah. With Llamas. So that one didn't yeah. make my list, but um, definitely okay. a fun, fun one. Because, you know, it's good because he's, he's nuts in it. You know, he plays, what, that serial killer or Daisy. Yeah. Instead of Gacy, Daisy. John Wayne Daisy. John Wayne Daisy. Like, all right, not a, not the most creativity in the naming yeah. department, but, you know, yeah. I mean, you get the point, you know. Yeah, yeah. this is a good, well, it doesn't have enough Busey. You know, yeah. I'd give it like a four on the Busey scale. Right. But, I mean, it was still I pretty. Because, two, so why did you make it number two? Because it's just a pure fun movie. Yeah. It's just, you, know, you, got, you got Lamas, you got BC, you got Roy Scheider Fu. Yeah, you know. say, this is the one with Roy Scheider Fu, right? Yes. He, yeah. Roy Scheider beats up Runs Lamas with Kung Fu moves. I'll be a brief one. He's 85 yeah, years old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the scene is not very long, but no. what you get it's, is pretty great. Yeah. It's like just having that, like, 10-second scene is just like, okay, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, that, so, does, that does pretty much make the movie. Yeah. That's, like, the, one of the only things I remember from the movie. I think it's it's so close to like almost being as we said in the, our review theater ready. It's really yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they're really trying for that theater ready feel. It was like, the closest I've ever seen for a Lamas movie. What's the rage? Yeah, yeah. I like, do think because it was Sidney J. Fury is the director. Yeah, yeah. He's been to the theater, and yeah, you got some good truck chases. You got a good idea of like mine hunters. Yeah, and Kristen Cloak as his partner. This is something. If yeah. I think it just. Didn't have Lamas. I mean, I hate to say it, I love Lamas, but I have to say I had, I don't know, I don't know, Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise, Schwarzenegger, even Stallone. I think this would have been a big hit in the theater. Yeah. yeah especially at the time for the 90s. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is a movie that, like, didn't admit defeat as far as being yeah. a DTV movie. You know what I mean? It, it thought it was a theater movie. It thought it was a theater-ready movie. It didn't yeah. have that down in the mouth feel that somehow yeah. go I'm just a DTV movie. No, this try no. this aimed for the rap. This aimed for know? this aimed for the theater and it really got close. I mean like, wow, this is like theater. Yeah. It's like but, yeah. So, yeah, so that's it. a good reason for it to yeah. be your number two. I totally yeah. Yeah, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts, um, I mean, there's a few parts. From a llama's standpoint, my favorite part was when he's, like, all choked up and, like, in tears. Yeah, I remember Talking that. about the yeah. FBI, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> fidelity, bravery, integrity. Those words just mean something, you know, and he's, like, <laughs> kind of sniffling and all that stuff. It's, it's um, funny, you don't really see him, you know, emotional that much. See, so that's it why it, it, it aimed, that's why it aimed, like, it llamas. Aimed, yeah, I mean, especially because he was a member of the CIA and CIA and CIA, too. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Target Alexa. Okay, Target Alexa. Right. <laughs> Which is a great, you know, those are those are some good ones with, with Kathleen Kidmon. Kathleen Kidmon the new female Schwarzenegger. You know, it's like, it's like, who's the first female Schwarzenegger? It's like, wait a second. It's Cynthia Rothrock, I would think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my, my favorite Busey part in the movie, or I think one of my favorites, is when um he's got one of these, like, henchmen or something on his team who, like, screws something up. 
when he yeah. says to the guy, I wrote it in the, in the blog post, so I have it here. It's like, I'm going to put my foot so far up your ass, you're going to taste my toes. Would you like yeah. that? Do you want to taste? And it was like, that is such a Busey line. That is very Busey. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Busey came up with that. Yeah. Script. Yeah. It's like, do you want to taste? And I just, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the Busey bit. Yeah, that yeah. had to be Busey. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, I mean, and then I mean, I mean, well, I don't want to give away the movie, kind of to how right. he gets vanquished in the film, right. um, how how Lama takes him out, but it, it's oh, fantastic. if he does win, <laughs> yeah, right, if, right, if, if Lama doesn't prevail, um, I mean, you know, there's there's like all kinds of stuff in this movie that, like you said, you've got the Scheider um, part of it, Carradine's in it for five minutes, just like there's there's David Carradine, um, just enough to get a tag on the site, um, yeah, <laughs> right. barely like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think for both Busey and Lamas fans, this is one of those ones. But I think you're right too, Ty. That like beyond just being a Lamas or Busey movie, I think for 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 that that late '90s period that didn't give us that many gems, this is this is definitely one. Yeah, I agree with that. That was kind of a fallow period for DTV, and there are there are some you know standouts, and yeah, yeah. this is one. Yeah. Now, what is your uh, number two, Matt? So, so my number two is On the Edge. Um, so I just <laughs> – it, it's funny because as I was reading it, I thought – I realized maybe this should have made my Williamson list as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I love Busey as the baddie in this, uh, it, as the, the hitman. I think he does a drive-by, right? Yeah, he's just – He does a drive-by. He's kind of crazy. He's like one of these out-of-control crazy things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just kind of like for these Williamson movies that I think when they work beyond just the cast that's in them and and I guess this one just worked beyond the cast that was in it but the, I mean the cast of course pushes it over the top for me um over the edge. but yeah <laughs> over the edge exactly right but um yeah I just uh, I mean the the fact that you know one Busey's in it more I think that's one of the things with these Williamson movies I think South Beach is another example of one where Busey's in it more and 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 that definitely helps I think. Um, so a lot of times I think Busey's just in the movie to do Williamson a solid and he's there for like a small part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, Williamson has his kind of like his stock company. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. Busey's part of it and Jim Brown and, um, people that appear again and again. Yeah. Bernie Casey, even Carradine. Yeah. yeah. Carradine. Yeah. I mean, it's like Carradine was in, uh, what was it? Um, down and dirty where he yeah. has only seeds are in the back of a limo. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Harry, Mickey, Rooney. Yes, that's Mickey Rooney's best work ever. Yeah, well, at least Mickey Rooney had more lines and, like, the car was technically moving, right? I mean, this was like a park limo that Carrie yeah. just shows up for two scenes in the back of a park limo. Now, I don't know how much we want to give away, if any, on this movie, but there are definitely two standout things that put this above yeah. the normal. Well, I think I know which two those above are. Above the normal Fred. Right. One was well, the, the presence of the master thespian uh, Gloria Allred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never seen better acting skills on a lawyer. It just, How it's the like, heck did this come about? Right. Frank Art. Williamson is making a director video movie aimed at the urban audience. Yeah. And of all the people in the world, yeah. Gloria. He, how did this? How does this happen? Where? Yeah. All of a sudden, someone's got to ask him. Someone's got to ask him, or her. Why didn't did someone he ask her during her? this? And if he did ask her, why would he ask her? Yeah. Did she contact him? Who contacted who? who? It had to be Fred and Gloria. Fred so, calling Gloria. It's like, because so much, you know, Gloria, yeah. go ahead. 
No, no, I was just going to mention the other thing. We're going to talk about Gloria already. Well, I told him to talk about Gloria. You know, she's always on these press conferences and all of that. Someone just ask her, like, Gloria, right. Gloria, what's up? Yeah, How why are you on the air? Ask her. Yeah. So she I has 12 Gloria acting right, credits. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Trent. Oh, so you if I had one chance to talk to Gloria already, obviously yeah. that's what I would ask her. Yeah. Like, I think she would think that's funny, right? It's like, oh, why? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, she probably like, forgot she did it. She's always at these press conferences. She's so, like, serious. And, yeah. You never and see her smile. laugh. You never yeah. see her smile. It's just like, <laughs> she's always so grump. So her you nickname know. is Super Glow, according to IMDb. Do you think that's Super true or something you just put that in there? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So if you go to her IMDb page, right under the trivia section, it says nickname Super Glow with no W on the end of Glow, just to, uh, you know. Super Glue? Yeah, super glow. Yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. How does that work? Like, it's weird, right? Because the O by itself on the end of, of a, a word in English can be anything, right? It can be a, a an oo sound, an o sound. Um, yeah. We, we we don't really have any rules for that. Um, yeah. There are no rules with Gloria Howard. No, exactly. <laughs> just justice. <laughs> in this movie, the other thing that makes it stand out, I oh, guess yeah. we've probably mentioned this before, so I guess yeah. I'll say it. It doesn't say the end at the end. It says gone. So the word gone, exclamation point, is what you will see at the end of the movie. Why? We don't know. There's no explanation. It's no. just there. It's just gone. It's gone. I, give like, them points. I don't get it, but I give them points for originality. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think, you know, when I was going through my list, I, 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 I left this one off my um, – my Williamson list, and I, I kind of—I don't know if I, you know, that necessarily I regret it, but I kind of—I I, don't actually—I don't remember if I had. I know you—you you guys had it on your um, Williamson yeah, list. I think we yeah. did. Yeah, I think so. And I think I realized, like, I, after I went back through and looked at it, that I probably should have had it on there as well. So I'm kind of writing that wrong as well. But um, I, I think it was part of the reason why I would be on a Williamson list is Busey's, you know, performance, and I think kind of vice versa. I think. Well, Williamson. yeah, that's that's why it's on there, right? So it's, yeah. I, no, let's, let's see. So that was what well, two was, that was the rage, and what's your two? Yeah, so that, that was my number two. Is on the edge. Oh, on the edge. Oh, because oh, I have number, number one. Two. Okay. Right. Okay. So here's my number one pick is bulletproof. Wow. Okay. So you had bulletproof. That one didn't make my list. So I, oh, I really thought that was gonna be number one because of butthorn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trying to give away the lead here. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> butthorn. Butthorn made it an honorable mention for me. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So maybe yeah, I should have. This is during that time that we mentioned earlier when he yeah. was less, slightly less crazy in the 80s yeah. and yeah. was starring in movies. So yeah. this is during that period, the hide in the house period, when, you know, he was top-lining the movie. It was his name. So he was, yeah. like, front and center. Yeah. Um, this is a Gary Busey-starred action movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, once again, he has pioneered uh, new vistas in the English language <laughs> by calling someone, and I quote, a butthorn. Yeah. What is a butthorn? We don't know. No. Um, I, Ty, did we rewind that when he first said that? Yeah, we did. Like, sure. We didn't know what he was saying. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, I think we, we laughed. And he, he, I think he told Danny Trejo he's a butthorn. And then he, like, started shooting at people. That's all. And I'm like, okay, that's enough for number one list for Gary Busey. <laughs> and also there's that scene where he's in this, like, cylindrical thing. And it yes. Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. it's like a cylindrical thing like, of cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks like, yeah, it looks like a giant cheese wheel and it starts rolling yeah, away. Yeah, that, that's like, exactly why it's number one. And Henry Silva is the evil villain, as usual. Was that your cat there? Yes, so he's, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's not supposed to eat for another, like, hour and a half. Um, but he, he always pushes. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, you might, we might hear him scratch the door, but, um, oh, okay. you know, he, he, 
he's got to kind of just learn to live with it. So oh, okay. he was in here That's sleeping right. well, when I started the podcast. So uh, oh, he got okay. he got stuck. You know, he's, okay, we're almost done. Cause, yeah, yeah, JD the cat. JD the cat. Yes, that's it. He's JD. Yeah, he's this big orange dude who's um, yeah. He's uh, he's rolling around on the floor trying to scratch underneath the door. So um, <laughs> oh, okay, because yeah, you know, I thought you named him after the Heather's uh, Christian uh, Slater character. Yeah, I, like, I wonder if the JD from Scrubs was named after that. Because yeah, Jen, Jen named him after um yeah after the character from Scrubs, but uh hmm. you know he he kind of is more like the Christian Slater character for sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. We'll go to, yeah, well, yeah. Is, Go ahead. The butthorn is definitely, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, because the butthorn is also in, 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 kind of like, after he calls him butthorn, I think that's one of the things with a movie like this is that you can call somebody a butthorn and that might be all that happens. But I think, isn't that what happens after is that like there's like a shootout and a chase yep. and like Danny throws grenades out of an ice cream truck and, yep. yeah. He says it again. Yeah. It, so it's, it's like, it, 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 there's a certain promise that a movie has to live up to when they, they use a term like butthorn. And I think the film at least lives up to that butthorn. Uh, you yeah. can't just leave it at butthorn. I think that's right. what you're saying. Right? That, <laughs> right. It's almost like, it's like a, the Gary Busey way of saying ready, set, go or something yeah. like that. It, it, it precipitates uh, yeah. some action. See, yeah. this is our, this is our deepest conversation ever to date. Just <laughs> about this butthorn. one thing. Yeah, right. Forget philosophy. Right. Well, this, is this, is you, this is the philosophy of Gary Busey, which I think yeah, he would agree point. with if he yeah. were here. He, he, he has, has a, like a nickname. Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, because there's that Comedy Central show. I'm with Busey. You know, yes. I watched that show. He never, you know, the guy who like hosted never mentions his movies. Like it's fun movie. No, like, oh, I'm Gary Busey. I'm a fan. It's like, yeah. can you mention Bulletproof? Yeah. Can you mention, Did you mention the you, word butthorn? Come on. Yeah, please <laughs> or not. Thanks for that. Yeah. But the, the, but that's see, the thing about that. And when you know Conan O'Brien had there was it the Gary BC or something with like a clock or something like that. Something or yeah. it, that's around the time where they were, he became more of a figure of fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't like. I actually don't like that. I mm-hmm. I, I prefer to remember the times of Hyder in the House and Bulletproof. Not when he was like a basically the. Right. It's kind of a punchline. So I was going to say the butt of jokes. But, but the butthorn of jokes. I don't like that. I, but to me, that's not funny. I, yeah. I would prefer to remember his movie career, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, especially The Good, uh, yeah. than have him be the butt of some jokes because of his behavior. Yeah. You make a great point because, you know, so, so my number one is going to be Point Break, which we've already talked about. Yeah, we talked about it, yeah. Looking at our ten movies that we've chosen, which, you know, we do have some overlap, I don't, none of them really fall into that, like, crazy Busey category. Maybe me having Warriors on there, which, again, I think yeah. talking with, 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 with you guys about your list, I'm realizing, like, maybe I stretch with Warriors because I think Bulletproof, um. No, but probably, that's a good connection to our next own, episode. You know? yeah. yeah. I like that you put that, I like that you put Warriors on yeah, there. Yeah, you, nice. you went out there, you put yourself out there with that, that's good. You know? Yeah, but, you know, like, Bulletproof, it's like, I, you know, I kind of had it as an honorable mention, and I think, um, you know, I think I think you, you you both make a great point that there was a period where Busey was not just a, a quick cameo in a film to just be crazy and let's you know like like I think it was National Lampoon's movie that I, I reviewed where he's just like some crazy witch doctor because the movie takes place in caveman periods and he's just making goofy faces which I got a kick out of but it's not the same as him in Predator Two saying he sees our heat you know that that yeah, kind yeah. of thing or you know or getting something made like that of, like. Yeah, you don't think of him as a goofball, a joke. Right. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's, yeah. he's 
he's you know he's more he's silly, but it's still a little bit more grounded for the most part. Right. Yeah, and he was a, a more eccentric, I guess. Yeah, eccentric. Say. That's a good point. Eccentric, yeah. not like a complete crazy quirky, person. For sure. I mean, he was yeah. never not quirky, as far as I yeah. know. But and he uh, helped he helped elevate Point Break to its classic status. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's a big help with that. Yeah, I mean, I love the scene where he's saying he's he's pitching his theory to Keanu Reeves about it being surf wax, and they look up what the wax compound is used in, and they find out that it's mustache wax as well. And you know, Keanu's making fun of him about it, like, "Hey, like maybe some dude is like waxing his mustache, and then he goes and robs some banks. Yeah, what do you think of that?" And you know, and, and Busey's Busey's like the sane one in that situation, right? He's like this guy that I mean, yes, he's he's eccentric in that movie. But he's the one cracking the case, right? That like even Keanu can't see what's going on here. Um, that, well, he, you loves, know, he loves the danger of, with Bodhi, you know. Right, like, right, exactly. It all becomes addictive. Definitely. Right, yeah. right, right. Which is exactly what happens in the Fast and the Furious, right? Only it's like some other actor with a mustache who's playing Busey's part, saying it was Toretto the whole time, Scott Walker. <laughs> you you should have known. <laughs> I think it's Scott Walker, not Paul Walker. Right. Scott or Paul Walker. Walker. Yes, I'm, yeah. Scott Walker. <laughs> Scott Walker. I, I, the Scotts and Pauls and like like More Stevens Steve. and Michaels. I'm, I just kind of get them all. Well, there's Scott Con and you know right. Paul Con. Yeah. <laughs> if, if everybody was just Vin, it would be a lot easier. You know, just, <laughs> I, that's not his real name for what right. I Right, Vin. Walker, Vin Diesel, you know, Vin Diesel, yeah, yeah. Vin Busey, yeah. So Gary Busey, though, of course, you always remember Gary Busey, so it's like, yeah, a, yeah. I think There's my brain can only handle so much, you know. Yeah, so like, only... The Scott Kahn and Scott Eastwood, I, right. does anyone know the difference? I mean, I can't tell, and they're both pretty weak, so it doesn't matter. Is it victims of nepotism? Not really. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I don't know their, I don't know their fathers. Um, just like, <laughs> that would be <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Nobody has made the. Remember, there was a movie that came out that had like all of the brothers in it, and it just had their last names across the top. So it was like, you know, Quavy. Yeah, oh. was that what it was? It was. It was one of those. It was like a real bad direct video where it was just like, oh, you know, Swayze, uh, Stallone. Um, I can't remember what the other oh, brother. No, no, was. Death Ray. Death, Death Ray. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you were seeing like McQueen, Swayze, right? That's right, uh, McQueen uh, and Norris. Yes, those were the yeah. four. Yeah, and, it, and it's got a picture of Don. Is it Don Swayze? Am I right? That Don Swayze. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some reason in my head, I had it in my head that he was Dwayne Swayze, and I, for, I think there's <laughs> Man, like you really post. Yeah, I refer to him as Dwayne Swayze um, in, in the in the the, the blog. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like Don Swayze in particular because he looks like 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 um, Splinter from. Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, and so it's like they show these pictures of him, and he's like so uh, not Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I, I disagree. It's like, <laughs> uh, do I have what honorable mentions? No, I do not. So, so yeah. So mine. I mean, you know, Bulletproof. We talked about uh, Predator Two. We talked about another one that's kind of like a very. It's not an honorable mention because the movie was good. Because the movie wasn't good, but I just like Beauty in it was a slap shot too. Um, it's a horrible movie, and um, it, I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's like it's the Stephen you know, Baldwin. Stephen yeah. Baldwin, right? So it's like you know, it's like the, the beginning of the movie has like the the Hanson brothers out there fighting, and Stephen Baldwin doing the oh, you guys are so wacky kind of thing, and it's like like none of that stuff works. But Busey plays this like faith and family kind of character who buys the um the chiefs. The you know, he creates this like. Harlem Globetrotters version of hockey that uh, mm. like sort of shakes up the hockey world because it's kind of a travesty, which is weird because I don't understand why it's a travesty in hockey, but it's not in basketball. Like 
you know, I, I think you can do all kinds of trick shots in hockey and stuff like that. It could be fun. Um, but yeah, Busey's character is just so great. In it. And, um, uh, recently Tom Brady had a movie coming out and somebody was, he has a movie. Yeah. He has oh, a movie no. coming out. I don't know what it's, what it's supposed to be about or anything, but somebody was saying like, it's going to essentially be, you know, Ed, right. With, um, you know, with, um, Matt Matthew LeBlanc? LeBlanc and the chimp. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, then Slapshot too. And then, uh-huh. so I replied to the person who posted, it was like some radio personality in Boston. I replied to the post and I was like, if Tom Brady makes a movie that has a chimp and Gary Busey in it, I'm, I'm definitely watching it. Um, so I have a hunch it's not going to have either, but, um, it, but if it just had Gary Busey, that might be enough to get me in the door. <laughs> well, but, I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, as a big hockey fan, I, I, I kind of liked Busey being in a hockey movie, but the movie itself is just atrocious. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep skipping it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brett, but, any but, more final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys had, so you had no, no honorable entries, so you, you No, that, just the list. It yeah. was hard enough to make the list. <laughs> yeah, I think the final thought might be where we were, yeah. where we were talking about his older movies and sort of yeah. the, the pre-crazy thing. Yeah, I think we, that's what we should remember. Yes, uh, I agree. Did you want to say anything about Latin Dragon? Oh, well, yeah, Latin <laughs> Dragon. Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas gave you see a guy that kind of looks like a Latino version of Ray Romano. <laughs> Check that out. It's uh, goofy fun. That has the distinction of being my first Busey post on the site, actually. That's the first one I ever rented a Netflix disc, so we have a... (laughs) Wow, so a lot of milestones there. Great milestones for Latin Dragon. (laughs) For the movie that it was. Ray Romano doing uh, Kung Fu. uh, Raymond Romano? Yeah, all the East. And you know, we were talking about those no-limit actors, like uh, Silk the Shocker and everything. Yeah, Yeah, who would Ray Romano be? Well, no, I was going to talk about Hot Boys. Oh, Hot Boys. Oh, yes, you forgot that Gary Busey's in Hot Boys. Yes. <laughs> or Gang Law, they say in the UK. Which yes. which makes a lot more sense because they probably saw that. Wait, this one's called Hot Boys? That's... Wait a <laughs> second. Right. It's like, I don't know. We could, that doesn't seem right. In the... <laughs> I never thought of that before. Like, they're probably yeah. like seeing that on the shelf and imagining, like, right said Fred, you know, I'm too sexy playing in the, in yeah. the opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Gang yeah. Law is a better title, probably. Well, Hot Boys was like a rapping thing, so it's like, it's like right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, With Chase on the case, you've got your Lethal Tender. If you're that's true. Yes, yeah, uh, Jeff Fahey and uh, JBC is Die Hard in a Water Plant. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, that was a Which, good one. Yeah. yeah, that one wasn't bad. It kind of it meandered a bit, I think, but um, yeah. but overall, it wasn't bad. Um, I forget. Uh, BC was in DC Cab. That one's uh, another. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a fun movie. Obviously, we know he's in Lethal Weapon, so that's... Yeah, you know, so we know that. I didn't even mention that. You know, yeah. So he's worked with David Lynch. Let's yeah. not forget about that. Yeah, yeah, the so, firm. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah he's, so, he's, so yeah, a great career, and he's still working, kind yeah. of. So yeah. it's like, so that's great. Yeah. I mean, like, and we can, we'll connect this back to our next episode, which will be Michael Paré. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll talk about words again, probably. Yes, you kind of yeah. have to because this is like a part one uh, crossover. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Right, so people need to tune in to uh, our next episode. Which yes. Yeah. Be our next episode, right? If yeah, there'll be, right. we'll record a. Yeah, what's that, Brett? Oh, I'm just making. Just, I just want to make sure the scheduling is yes. on track so that it is. It is our <laughs> next episode. Because, you know, we yeah. record all this stuff out of order all the time. Yeah. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, maybe we can post it almost back to back in a way if we can. Yeah, I'm going to try to get this one as the next one for me. So my next one is going to be on a, a few days from now as we're recording. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, so ours probably won't be posted until October 
15th, yeah. yeah. But that's, oh, that's, cool. that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, yeah, speaking of which, speaking of your show, did you guys, uh, did you guys want to plug it up a little bit? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, what do you want? Oh, you want me to say shoot up the plug us? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we an inadvertent, uh, yeah, inadvertent catchphrase. It's kind of like butthorn. Butthorn, right, exactly. It's our butthorn, yeah. Uh, okay, so comeuppertoviews.net is the website, uh, and then we have the podcast, and that's everywhere. You can get your podcasts. Yeah, so just and type in comeuppance reviews into the internet. Your, and yep, you'll find us. Yeah. And, you know, Ty Action Rocks is the Instagram yeah. where you can find me and Ty come up as on Twitter, but no one usually messes me there. So, so it's like, but that's, yeah, that's about it. I mean, uh, what I posted a new kids. So, Oh, right. Cause uh, you have an original VHS of the new kids. I have an original one. Yeah. So yeah. James Spader's Dutra is the best, but, <laughs> uh, but that's about it. And those are our plugs. Thanks again for having us on. Oh, yeah, so you have plugs. You, you have your own plugs. No, well, well I'll mention too that in the, um, the description of the podcast, um, uh-huh. I'm going to put the, the link to the come up its review site, and I'll mention that your yeah your podcast is on all the main podcasters. I okay, I do thanks. iTunes for it, which we were talking about this yesterday, Ty. Like it, my phone is set up that the podcast that I'm subscribed to, it's supposed to give me a notification when a new podcast. Uh, what do we say? Okay. Drops the podcast yeah. drops. Yeah, yeah, you get one. Yeah, and so you message me like, hey, new. Po-. Usually when you message me, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe I'm, sometimes I'm already on it, I'm already lit or whatever. <laughs> And uh, no, it was like um, I think maybe my phone wasn't refreshing properly or something. Oh, I don't that know. happens. It's kind yeah. of technology. Yeah, but I did listen to it. I thought it was a great episode. Oh, oh thanks. Numbers. Oh, two plus two equals ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I was wondering if I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think so. So you were talking about um, numbers and movies, and one of the ones you mentioned on that episode was uh, One Man Force with that. Uh, that, yeah. which is one of my all-time favorites. I'm trying to remember what episode you guys discussed that in the previous one, because you mentioned well, the movie in that one. But I, I think what it was... I, yeah, which is all the one movies. Like, one is the loneliest, no, or oh, actually that's right, number. that's right. I don't yes, know the that's title, right. but yeah. Matuzak, right? Matuzak, yeah. But that's the episode where you talk about all the one movie, you know, one man army, one man force, one you know, man out, you know, something like that. That's right. That is, I can see why that's one of your favorites, because that epitomizes everything... 80s action. Yeah. It is and could be and should be. Yeah. It's like a perfect movie. It really is. is. I think for people out there, I think that's the one movie I think that we talk about that doesn't, the the people that listen to to our podcasts or or check out our our sites, I think it's the one movie that they haven't seen or they're, they're like most likely to have not seen. And, and there's just, there's just nothing bad. I don't think in that movie. Um, It's perfect. I watched a couple years ago and it delivered again. It yeah. was really good. Yeah. Now, I, right down to him just like holding a two liter bottle of, of uh, Sunkist yeah. and like drinking it like the rest of us would drink like a, a 20 ounce bottle of Sunkist. Yeah. Um, it's just like just that, those little, t- even little touches like that were just so amazing. Well, I can't agree more. Cobra so great with, you know, the, the little touches like with the cutting of the pizza with scissors. Yeah. And yeah. It's the details that make it. Yeah. It's all about the small details. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, so that was when you, when you, when you were mentioned. I mean, some of the the other movies you talk about are, are great in that 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 episode. So I, mean, I always oh, love how how you guys group movies that way because um, oh thanks it, the, the titles like we were talking about you know Seagal titles with the three word titles, but a lot of these titles they just sort of it's almost like they kind of just stick things together, uh, and it's always kind of funny to like see them all piled up together like that, where it's like you know ten movies that all have one you know a certain word in the yeah title it's fun yeah we have a bunch of those coming up I think we have a. Uh, Tiger well, or something like that. Too much, uh, yeah, uh, I won't say that. Just that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Tiger. That's right. it. Yeah. Tiger. The word tiger might be coming out. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. We won't see BYU anymore. We have a lot more. So. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, plugs on my side, just, um, you know, the site, DTV, uh, connoisseur.blogspot.com. <laughs> and, um, you know, still the same two books out, too, if anybody wants to check them out, uh, The Girl and a Gun and Chad and Accounting. Um, and of course, I'm on all the, the, the main things as well, either as a DTV connoisseur or DTVC. So, um, yeah, um, and all the links are on the site as well. So Great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Oh. This was a, a, a lot of fun. I think, you know, Busey's always fun, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You got well, a lot of you know, Yeah, because you get in, infected by the spirit of Busey. You know, so yeah, it's, it's that, fun. He's always very upbeat. You got to give him that. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> try to be upbeat about him. So that's what we were. The whole, we weren't dour. We were very upbeat. I guess we'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you, we'll see you next week, basically. We'll see you next yeah. week to talk about Pare. We may, hopefully might be tougher, but we can uh, carry on this uh, upbeat spirit. Once yeah, we, we will. Michael Pare. Yeah, yeah so, we will. So for people listening to this, keep an eye, uh, an eye out for uh, Come Up and Reviews' this podcast uh, coming in the, probably in the middle of the month of October yep. that we'll have uh, – you know, and of course, if you're listening to this well after that, then it's already been posted. So, yeah, exactly. It could be listening 10 years from now. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, but that's, we're going to be doing some uh, Michael Pare, right? Is it? Yeah. Michael Pare. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen some trailers where they refer to him as Pare. Um, but I've always thought of his Pare like the song Olare. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, Pare. Yeah. Well, you saved that one. Yeah, I'll say yeah, it's, it's not Michael Pear. Yes. We know that. Michael, right. not Michael Pear. Like, we'll make fun of that next week. It's, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll mention we'll mention all this next week. Yeah, yeah. no right. problem. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Thanks again. Right. Thanks bye again, bye. everybody, for listening. Talk to oh, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.